What's going on, guys? Welcome to another uh, mental health checkup. We haven't done one of these in a while. Um, this is um, volume eight, nine. I kind of lost track. I lost um, track. Renegade, <laughs> on the Renegade Pop Culture Podcast Network. My name is Mike. I'll be your host this evening. Joining me, we've got Fiona. Hello, everybody. We've got Jacob. What's up, y'all? And I believe this is her first um, mental health podcast. We've got uh, Tyler. Yep. Welcome to the mental health squad. Uh, so like like most of our episodes, there isn't really an overarching theme or anything. We're just we're we're just here to vent whatever we have on our mind. And the basic philosophy is to assure our audience that whatever you're, whatever you're going through, whatever you're struggling with, just know that you're not alone. Um, so Tyler, since, since you haven't done one of these before, um, we'll, we'll just, we'll start with you. Any, um, any, any, anything you want to get off your chest or just whatever you have on your mind? So who's versus me? Um, yeah, go ahead. Um, I don't know the format of this, to be perfectly honest as well, but uh, I can probably say it's been ups and downs. Ups, um, uh, college work's been going pretty well, doing like paralegal studies and surprisingly doing really well in those classes. Um, down in that I kind of wish I was further along in the progression of my personality if you catch my drift that's a, a general part of it you know mm-hmm. oh yeah. yeah yeah on this show you can basically you can keep it general you can expand upon whatever it is that you're that that you want to you know if you want to vent about anything you can this is kind of our it's 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 our personal show but okay. still fun okay, and, just so you know and rest assured, Tyler, this is a judgment-free zone. Oh, of I, course. I know, I know that. Yeah. Absolutely. Uh, we ain't that other place. <laughs> we are not. No, we're well, okay. Speaking of places and venting, I go back and forward between man, I wish I was still working with that YouTube crazy part of me. The other part of me goes, I wish I could throttle them all to death right now. Uh. I, I I know I know exactly who Tyler is talking about, and yeah, we we have a history with them too. No, 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 not them. The debunk people. Oh, gotcha. The ones that also unceremoniously kicked me out back in June because they wanted to be more like the old content, and they saw me as just someone that could do research for them, and not as a you know a person. After being so upbeat and positive and accepting and friendly, and then just abruptly, oh, by the way, we're going to kick you out in six months after we use all your really good video content. I complain, say some things I probably shouldn't have, and then, oh, we'll actually get out right now. That's horrible, man. Yes. that's, That's like, how do you even, yeah, how do you do that to a person? How do you do that to somebody? I don't know. I, it's I flew, just so I, fake. I, I admit I flew off the handle and said some extreme things and things I, I honestly still did mean. I did. Oh, how do I put this? I didn't think well, they were rallying me enough as a person. 
I felt they were using me, and that did cause me to very much stress out, panic, and threaten suicide a couple times. And they said to just don't do that in the most unprofessional, unbeloved way possible, and then just kick me loose. Uh, I don't even understand that. I don't know. It's like, what? how was that a response? How was that a response to somebody that that? I never yeah. fought with them before. It's... Oh, got one fight and then gone. I don't know. They were like teen, uh, mid early twenties from Florida. They didn't always understand the finer points of academia and history, but I thought for them uh-huh. they were decent people. Guess not. That's yeah. Florida yep. is a hell. It's a yeah. It, it's, it's a hellscape. Yep. And that yeah. and any attempt to try to you know backtrack politically or fix speaking. or do anything is basically just been a stone wall. Got a flyer from uh, Ron DeSantis, our dear governor over here, and uh, and it said um, it had like a mock-up of him in like Tom Cruise's Top Gun costume. Oh god. And it oh, said no. Top Gov on it. Oh that is awful. <laughs> I heard. I really like Top Gun Maverick too. I, Thanks to I, I did yeah, a spit take. But I'm not I'm not surprised people that. latched in on that. But I could trust him. Just threw him into the bus after being so Honestly, even they were like, oh, you know, they were asking me if I was doing okay back in October. And I was the one asking if they were doing okay because one of the, the they did some of the editing, freaking had a panic attack while making that freaking two hour Jack the Ripper video. So I felt bad about that. But then, oh, when I have a problem, oh, fuck you. Yeah, that doesn't seem fair at all. <laughs> yep. Yep. And, yep, and they just, look, they also, the only deal they were going to give me was I could stay on to do some research, but they would write the scripts and I wouldn't get any credit and also they never paid me any of that. Oh. Not sent out of it. Oh. Sorry that you went through that. Yeah, I also threw it back in my face of that passion project for the East one thing was basically, oh, we're only doing this because, you know, you wanted it, not because we wanted it. Uh, so the project's basically dead then? No, no, I'm still trying to, I'm, it's still, okay, I'm going to get some more positive parts, but, um, mm. at the very least, they gave me back all the scripts that I, I wrote that they hadn't used yet, and that's what I'm trying to springboard into making my new channel, although the problem with that one is more just trying to get the time to get a guy to do recording stuff who I'm good friends with, but sometimes procrastinates a lot. And then I'm using an editor who's a friend of my, one of my friends, but she's kind of going through editing school and has to do projects. So she's kind of slow. So it's me trying to get people to do things quicker, but not trying to be an asshole about it and force them to do it, you know? Yeah. It's nice that you're finding your own voice, Tyler. Oh yeah. Cause like the other problem is and I was nice to these people, but there are some times where there's like, why did you why did you do that? Like the Ripper video. They cut out a solid five minute to ten minute chunk of my favorite part of that script and never told me about it until the video was released. Hey, remember when I edited your uh Red Baron script and yeah. they didn't even use the script that I edited? Yeah, I remember that. Again, what? I, yeah, yeah. I, you I put an effort and they just didn't do it. I've been proofreading like Tyler's scripts recently um, for 
debunk files. And like, I did one for that um Anne um pi- that female Irish yeah, female pirate one. Whoops. And um the one on then another one on the Zodiac Killer one. And then I did the Red Baron one. And I'm fairly certain that at most they only um made a few of the. Ch- changes that i've made to tyler's scripts or as the case of the red baron one they didn't even use the version that i fucking edited yep now that i was just mean being sloppy or just rushing things i know they had a lot of things on their plate when that red baron thing came out but now i'm like eh, i ain't giving a benefit of the doubt Nah, they're just being assholes yeah oh <laughs> my god like like that sucks like i i it was um for what it's worth i did enjoy um I, I did uh, I did enjoy reading the from hell um letter that was fun. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. Yeah. I I wasn't doesn't Animat also um do some voice over work for those videos too? Yes, actually he did invest one and he did one for the eventual Eastland thing. In fact, actually he put that on his SoundCloud as a demo of like I can do these voices. So he was proud of how that turned out. I like the videos I did. I'm still not, you know, okay, I can't, I don't, I don't watch my older stuff in general because I was one of those people that's just like, I just don't like watching any of my older stuff because I'm the sort of nitpicker that'll just go, that could have been better, that could have been better. Yeah. Well, obviously not going to be watching them now, especially because I'm now like, I'm going to nitpick all these people suck ass, but mm-hmm. I'm not, I'm not mm-hmm. you know. Yeah. Even like when I read, even when they played my rating of the Jack the Ripper, um, when I read the From Hell, um, the from hell letter they weirdly they switched from my voice yep. my delivery to another guy doing it to they another, kept flipping like, backwards which it's I like he wasn't told they were gonna do that it's like my it starts off with me as, as it starts of from hell mr Luxa. and then the guy says i sent you out the kidney i took from one woman and i preserved it for you to the pace yeah. i fried and ate yeah it, and it, it, it kept switching back and forth it didn't like, work why? as well because of that and that's not a choice i made why did they do that? Like they thought just... it would work better, and they're the editors. I didn't really get to do much of the editing ideas. I put my soul into that reading. Damn it! It did. <sighs> I. It, it was fun though. Like it was. It was fun, I, I I picked a really good voice. I think too. It was like this, like like this drunk Cockney accent. Like this very, like like a deeply deeply fucked up person like yeah you went with the cockney the first guy went with like a aussie british mix because the guy is from new zealand the second guy went with a more irishy flavor that was all fine i based it off of um um bill from the conjuring 2 even like oh, this of course. That, that, that worked out it's just unfortunately they didn't use the full take because they from mr Luxa. A center of the kidney I took from one woman preserved it for you to the pace I fried and ate. It was very nice. I'll send you the knife that cut it out if you only wait a while longer. Signed, catch me if you can, Mr. Lusk. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> very good. I, I even offered, like, I even, um, Offer to read um the Red Baron's letters even um because I'm actually of German descent I can pull off a German accent. Granted, it might be a little like stereotypical. It'd be like Werner Herzog. <laughs> <laughs> or 
Hello, I am the Red Bear. With all due respect, sir, I did not spend all that time in the military to count eggs or wanna like as I am flying, I feel as if I am not a part of this world or something like that. That's actually pretty good. Yeah. That was Again, a good I'm, one. That was good. I'm also kind of funny you mentioned that because Warner has like a small role in the new Ken Burns documentary about the Holocaust. He does a few line reads for a Herman Goering letter, and he says it in the most Werner Herzogian way. But yeah, just the videos all turned off in most part pretty well. Of course, I could always go, oh, well, this could have been done better. But you know, that's me with everything. But unfortunately, you know. Well, uh, the memories of what those produced videos produced were good. The people who I did it with, much less so. Yeah. Are they, so they're still up on YouTube though? Yeah, they're still up on there. In fact, actually, uh, the Ripper one just passed 100,000 views, which blows my mind. I never thought it would even get the Excellent. Wow. Wow, yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. Very impressive. Yeah. One good thing about this was that it did reaffirm some of the people that i knew were genuinely good people because the first person who reached out to me that night when i was just completely a mess was actually the voice actress from Resident evil uh, katie o'hagan she actually spent like an hour talking with me just going oh you just sing songs from Joni mitchell everything will be all right and she was just sweetest oh yeah i mean i already knew she was a nice lady but it's like that really if you know i confirm that that but, that's that's pretty cool yeah yeah, and because of that, she's actually having a role in the first video I'm going to produce, and uh, also has a role in the East one thing, actually. Yeah. You know, in times like that, like, when people stab you in the back, you at least get to know who your friends are. Yep. Why isn't that the truth? Uh, and yeah, I, I said that the, one of those scripts has been recorded, I'm just waiting for the lady to, to edit it, and I'm sure she'll be a better editor because the editor wasn't that great for even if I always kind of threw in stuff and I'm like, I'm not sure what you're doing there, but I'm not going to be an asshole and criticize you because I know you're putting in your best. That's the problem with me. I always kind of give people too much of the benefit of the doubt. So I'm like, well, I didn't like that, but I'm not going to point it out to you because clearly you tried. Like, you guys should just <laughs> say you suck. <laughs> I, I'm kind of the same way in, in some regards. You're like, you know, it's, it's it's hard to know the it's hard to know the limit, like to how many times you can give someone the benefit of the doubt before before they just kind of become a lost cause. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Same. Yeah, this one was just a real just you know drop of a hat. It was just a you know oh hey here's some ideas and some pictures of scripts and he goes hey I got something to tell you friend yeah what's that get out in six months. You know what this brings to mind for me, Mike, is um, like for the for the old place. You know which place I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Is any of your stuff still up on there, or is it all gone, just like mine? Um, I'm pretty sure it's all gone. Yeah. Yep, it's lost to the ether. Yeah. Maybe it's best that way. I mean, in a way. So, um, and that way, people won't know know that you're ever yeah, associated with them. Yeah, you're not associated. Yeah, well, yeah that, that is, is not something you want on your resume. Enough. Definitely not. <laughs> I have both. Speaking speak, speak of which, um, I actually did like remove it from my resume at like 
pretty recently. Same. Yeah. Yeah, because that just has such bad, bad implications. Yeah, I don't know. Yeah, like it. people see see that and they'll assume like the judge is an alt right, um, all right chud, like a grifter. The the best the best thing about like you know taking it off my resume is that um I was I was never paid, so mm-hmm. so if there I, I lost nothing. Right. You're talking yeah. about the uh the midnight's edge people. Um no we're 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 talking uh, about um the uh, the other ones. Oh the other ones, the one that they're in bed with now. The other ones yeah. that we don't want to mention. Yeah. The one that uh, Zack Snyder called out on their live stream about the yeah. Snyder Cut. Yeah, those people who do guest on ME, last I checked, so, you know, circle of hell there. Yep. I mean, I don't, I don't really have ill will towards anybody, but it's just, you know, it's just, I, I just don't associate. I don't know my whole ill will. It's, it's kind of weird, because Actually, I, those people are a lot longer than Debo. I was, I was like, what, 2020 through 2022? Those people are like 2016, 2017 to 2020. And I mean, they were usually nice to me, although in retrospect, I can definitely see some snide remarks and comments here and there. Mm-hmm. It was just more what they were becoming was so antithetical to what I was and what I was becoming that it just couldn't be compatible. Just nice way of putting they were just going way out the deep end politically. Yeah. Um, when, um, yeah. When it comes when it comes to Midnight's Edge, I don't actually think I ever fit in at one point. Um, I, I I was I was like I was there for a few for a few years, um, trying my best to get along with as many people as I could. Um, but I I learned pretty quickly that that was just not my scene. Scares me is I think I maybe fit in more than I'd like to admit. Like you're talking about things that got scrubbed. Um, uh, all the episodes from like their their podcast that I was on are scrubbed, not because I was on it, because I think everything past the point was just kind of deleted because there was like hundreds of episodes. And I'm really happy about that because I I know I said some inflammatory shit that I do not at all want anyone to ever see. Yeah, good good thing that's all history. Yeah. They kept all the uh, scripts that I wrote, which that's yeah, fine, although can't watch any of those because boy, do I not like writing style I did back then. Because back then it was basically just let me just read the Wikipedia page and rephrase it in a way that is not plagiarism, even though it's totally plagiarism. Nowadays, I'd be like, so I'm going to crack out this book and go to primary sources and I'll get back to you in like three months. Tyler, you know, I you're, you're a work in progress. Everyone is. In a way, you, you like, com- that, that pushed me in a direction because, like, hey, they gave me a chance to write, and that eventually led to other options, and eventually here. And yeah, you, help people, but... you, you always, you, you have come a long way since then. Yeah. You have. Yes. Yeah. Everyone well, see, has. The nicest thing I ever saw someone ever say on Twitter, which I didn't, they weren't saying it about me, at least they weren't aware, was someone going, man, what happened to that Midnight Judge people? They used to be actually analytical. Now they're just reactionary dipshits. And some guy said, yeah, like, what happened to the people who did, like, that 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 Halloween retrospective? That was awesome. And I'm, like, scrolling by going, holy shit, that's me. <laughs> Honestly, like, even I, like, even I cringe sometimes when I listen to, like, the older episodes that I am a part of. 
don't like, like I can't even hear my voice in general. I, I can never I, actually hear my voice. I'm, 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 I've I'm come a long way since then. You know, I've, as I'm, you know, I, I know I don't judge anyone um, for not being as good as they used to be as they are now. I don't, you know, I, because, you know, we all have stuff we have to work on, like whatever we do, like whether it's writing or recording, you know, you know, you always have room for improvement. And you know what? Mm-hmm. I, I came across a quote um, recently is that, you know, like there's some like the person you were 10 years ago is probably really proud of where you are now. Hmm. Yeah. 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 Considering where I was 10 years ago, that's, that is saying something. Yeah. Yeah. Like I will say I do occasionally because for some reason those men I did people follow me on Twitter. So I occasionally just check and go, what are these people doing? Oh, all terrible stuff. Okay, well that's not shocking. Yeah. Well, 10 years ago I was working in Walmart, so I can it's definitely better now. Oh yeah, you're better <laughs> way better off. Ten ten years ago I just started college. Years ago was uh and then years ago, the most important thing in my life was waiting for the next episode of the Telltale Walking Dead game. Um, good game. <laughs> that was literally, that was one of those games where there, there's a certain part that happens, so a certain character dies. And I just, I put down my controller and I was like, okay, break time. Can't do it. Yeah, I was like that too. Funny enough, it's a game that I replay from time to time, and it, it just gets better with age. Maybe not in a graphical and gameplay sense, but just in a nuance and plot kind of way. Like that fifth episode of the game was emotionally devastating, even when I was the yeah, what fourteen. Now that I'm older, I'm like, oh good lord, this is just emotional torment on a scale that like yeah gets worse when you. <laughs> the worst detail for me was. And I think last time I played it was like 2018, 2019 when like the last season came out. Um, just the way the main character looks when he gets bit, like the eyes turn yellow and the skin oh, yeah, turns like a sickly color. What struck me there was also just the way that the breathing becomes almost like death rattles. It reminded me way too much of when my mom was dying of like breast cancer. Oh, so I was oh, like, oh, this is, not, this is not fun. This is not fun. Yeah. But I respect the writers for, you know, just going with it all yeah well i mean that was one of the original like just rip your heart out kind of games you know yeah kind it was the one game that made so. everyone kind of go oh i think we may have found something worse than final fantasy 7 yeah i think it was will wright or uh was it will wright one of those guys one of those designers who said something about in order for games to become art they have to become not fun it was well right said that I'm pretty sure. Yeah, I think it was well right. And that's what I would definitely say fits the memo because even at its best gameplay wise, it's not, you know, it's not a first person shooter. It's a point click game. It's a point click game, yeah. Yeah, it's not an entertainment product. It's a quick time event game. It's one that just slowly builds kind of just stress and like fear in you, and eventually it just kind of plays with your heartstrings like a freaking xylophone. So really it's it's more like in- interactive television. Oh, no, absolutely. Down to the episodic nature and uh, credits, the preview sequences, the character relationships. Yeah, totally. Yeah. And that was really cool, too, the way that they incorporated that sort of presentation. Yeah. So now that's kind of 
fallen out of fashion in the last couple of years, which is kind of a shame. It has. Well, we do have that Wolf Among Us sequel. Oh, yeah, but that actually is Telltale coming back. I think some of the writers are back for it. So, you know, that's actually a more reasonably excited fan than I probably ought to And that, that new Tales from Borderlands, I think? Uh, I have heard from friends that's apparently complete crap. Is it really? None of the Telltale people worked on that. That's just Gearbox. And it's the same oh, writers who did Gearbox, Borderlands then. 3. Hmm. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, no. That's nope. no for me. Yeah, that's a... I read that one. Huh. Nope. Yeah, Borderlands Three. Oof. Yeah, I, I, I kind of that's that's something I actually I find very fascinating is how much gaming has kind of grown up in the last five ten years because like you can still it find has. immaturity because you no, know, of course you always will, but you can find it pretty consistently something that's a bit more if not mature, just more targeted towards a certain I demographic mean, that tends to be more like parental. I mean, you know, I lo- I love my my Plague Tales and God of Wars and Last of Uses and and all that stuff, oh, yeah. but I also. Oh, yeah. But I also love my vanquishes. Oh no, I, do too. Like, my, I have no problem with it, just childish glee. Like, yeah, and my uh, shadows I'm, of the dams and oh, yeah. my lollipop chainsaws. Oh yeah, and, like, you know. I'm never gonna get an emotional story out of Doom, but I, I mean, Doom's not awesome. Yeah, I mean, Doom doesn't need it. Oh, you know? but then weirdly enough, Wolfenstein went full on mature adult, and I love that equally as well. Yeah. Like, I love when these episodes turn to mini arcade podcasts. <laughs> Sorry, you it's got not, the two. No, it's, it's you got not. two of us on here, so well, this just... is this kind of doubles actually. This, I mean, I love to say spoilers for things that come out recently, right? Yeah, um, I think I think we can. Okay, because like can three we? of you saw it already on with with Brock Stream. Oh the, yeah, the, okay. The, the recent so... D, the DLC that I reviewed for uh, Resident Evil Eight. Um, yeah. I've loved it quite a bit, although I know it's somewhat contentious with some people because it's complete, you know, scattershot at many t- at many points. But the best parts for me are the parts where it weirdly becomes like a emotional like Disney moment. <laughs> the best moment yeah. is just playing like the 16-year-old main character, like going through like the childhood home that she never actually knew, interacting with items from her dad who she never met, and hearing things from his voice she never heard, and eventually reading a letter, it just basically just a a letter that he wrote when she was like half a year old. It's going like, I'll be the best father I ever can. And I'm going to walk you to school. I'm going to hug you when you're sad. And I'm going to always be with you. And holy fuck, was that just the most emotional, just I'm going to stab you in my gut repeatedly moment. That yeah, even even, even, even just watching that, um, that let's play was, uh, it, it, it was pretty gripping. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, that reminds me a lot of my mom. She's always like that sort of sappy, oh, I'll always be here with you no matter what, and that sort of attitude. So <laughs> that was very hard on your sleeve, genuine, that I did not expect at all from this DLC. But, eh, maybe I should have, because Evil 8 was frankly a more emotional game than I would have expected seeing how it's more dad has to save kid, which, you know, that's well-worn territory at this point with gaming. But this is a franchise that's, I love the series, but it's very stupid. It's, a, it's the punching a boulder, a leech rooting you back into a Final Fantasy villain, angry child destroys China, stupid. <laughs> yeah, you gotta love those. You gotta love those oh, yeah. plots that they have for it. I do, but I love that. Just like, it's always good. It's always recent good. games have been going in a more emotional, honest direction. It's kind of culminated with this DLC that's just a mixture of heart-pumping terror and existential loss and childhood that never was and it's just a 
That connected with me on a level I didn't expect from his DLC. And it's one of those things that's kind of universal too. Like you don't even have to know the full story. Like I didn't know the full story, but you get the you get the gist in that moment. But yeah. Yeah. Hmm. But yeah, I know. I think that's kind of really enough. Any of these games are more therapeutic than I would like to admit. So that's still probably the most traumatic thing in my very existence. My mom died five years ago, and um, mm. you know, yeah, but old games constantly having some sort of emotional reactions, it helps in a weird way. It's like the inside out of like it does kind of help, yeah, yeah. All, all I know is that I'm very much looking forward to reading, um, reading your spoiler review, okay? Yeah, because yeah, I can go into my details. And I just wanted to do more dumb picture captions. Oh yeah, I posted that to like the 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 Discord that just the Lady D fan group, and they were all like, "Oh, that was a great review." Whoever did those captions was just so amusing. And I'm like, "That wasn't me," <laughs> but I appreciate that compliment. It's all to you know, it's all to reinforce it, man. It's all to reinforce oh, yeah. it. It's like honestly, the best part is you put in a dad joke that probably would have actually been put in the main game. Exactly. That's what I was going for. That's what I was going for. I was yeah, that like, is every bit as corny as going. I got yes. me a big one when I re- when he reels in a boat. <laughs> well, you know, oh, yeah. you gotta oh, yeah. take your inspiration from somewhere. Yeah. On the bright side, with the, those video projects, I did actually get an email back from the this historical society that actually monitors the Eastland and like mem- memorial stuff, and uh, they're actually helping me now because I emailed them back a couple months back, but they never really kind of got back to me, but I never was like, ah, I'm not going to force to be in as one of these people. Turns out I can figure out why. It's because they were doing like a six-month video project with Ask a Mortician on the exact same subject, and that came out last month. Hmm. So, making headway on that. Nice. I, I will say this, though. I, uh, I do look forward to the Eastland one, just so I, I know how much I meant to you, Tyler. And also, just because I get to hear um, at least a vocal performance that I did. Yeah, and I will not edit yours or change it at all, I promise. Good, good. <laughs> good, because I already gave you guys a preview of that the last mental health one. Okay, moving on. Yeah, no, no, that's fine. Also, you know, Kiona, uh, if you want to be in that video project, you know, you totally can be. Yes, of course. Yeah, I'm always open to it, sure. Not, not, not to force you to do anything, because I did send me that script and everything, but that's like, whenever you need to, whenever you want to. That, that's going to probably come out in, like, July now, next July, seeing how I just, yeah, time it better. Okay. And... All right, Jacob, you've got the floor next. Um... Oh, yeah, I talked too much. I apologize. <laughs> it's okay. That, no, no, it's don't all, worry. It's all good. <laughs> um. So, for the last mental health one, um, I mentioned this um, on Brock's podcast, um, zoning zeroing out, um, I've become a research assistant at Central Michigan University. Yeah, um, I'm helping a study about autism in the workplace and how autistic and neurotypical people um, navigate the workspace. I was e- I even um, took part. I was actually interviewed for a study that. Um, a, a college student was doing for their doctorate about autism and identity. I was actually featured um, in a study. 
Oh, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. That's very cool. Yeah. It's a lot of um, interesting opportunities have come up as well. Like being a freelance writer. Um, I actually recently did a bibliography um, for this one client um, and I'm in the middle. Here's an opportunity I never thought I would able to take up i'm helping this one um pakistani writer um with like this big fantasy epic series that they're working on as a storyteller oh wow very cool wow yeah <laughs> can't oh, say man. that i can't really say that this was uh my new year's resolution list <laughs> for this year but you know what i've learned to um embrace life's unpredictability you know, Indeed, yeah. like I'm, I'm not. I've realized that creating giant, great plans for your life is really fruitless, <laughs> because that's just something you got to embrace about life. Is that sometimes the universe just throws you a bone. <laughs> sometimes the universe just, and even when things don't go as your plan, you know that gives you an opportunity to pivot. Mm-hmm. it's like there have been some times where like or, or like this big monkey wrench is thrown into my plans and and you know like even something even greater arrives from it you know just you know you just gotta take life by the horns and you just gotta whatever life throws at you you just gotta take it yeah, yeah you, you know what they say when one when one door closes there's another one opens yep and you know, like I'm, I've come such a long way from when I started this year. You know, stuck in working in retail. You know, stuck in retail, wondering if my life would ever get going. You know, and it's been taken That's off rough. stupendously these past few months. Yeah. That's uh, awesome for you, man. That's really good. Yeah. Yeah, I'm no longer <laughs> waiting. Yeah. I'm I'm still a part of the podcast. I'm still like I would never. By the way, I would never have guessed um, back in March 2020 um, that you guys would be making this pod this website, and that was a huge opportunity I did not see coming. <laughs> Just take take that. That's a that's a perfect example of that. And no, well, it's it's been fun. It really has You're still been. going, man. It's been yeah, yeah. By the way, I can't, I cannot get over. I keep bringing this up, but how serendipitous is it that um, this website started in March 2020? Yeah, yeah. Our our first episode, I believe, was like a week or two before the pandemic was like officially declared. Right, the CDC declared a pandemic. Yeah, and basically, the whole idea was about how. Um, pop culture is what we do to escape. Exactly. If that's not right place at the right time, I don't know what is. Yeah. yeah perfect. It's crazy to think about. I mean, that's kind of what I was doing the other day was just going, you know, looking down the list of all of our episodes. It's insane. Like, I know for a fact, I, I think we've done way more than, like, 250 episodes. Oh. We're pretty close to that. Yeah, we've 
we've at least got like somewhere somewhere in the two to three hundreds. Yeah. Which is crazy to me. Like I never thought that it would last that long. Because like but, you yeah. like usually usually we, we record at I, I think we're for the most part consistent with posting like mm-hmm. at least one or two podcasts per week. At least. And so fifty-two you you figure fifty-two weeks in a year. Um, and we've been going for I'm gonna assume like two and a half years. Yeah. Um so give so give or take a, a few a few week breaks. Yeah, we're we're pretty much we're we're pretty much around that like that 200, 200 mark. And it's interesting too to see like you know like we've we've added people as we've gone on you know like it started out with just the basically the three of us and I think that Jacob. Yeah. It was like it was it was like you, Mike, and me and Josh at first, and then Jacob, and and then like it just kind of grew from there, which is really interesting. My first one actually was when we were talking about the streaming wars, about all the different streaming services, and that was the one where Josh went into a big rant over Disney Plus. (laughs) I remember that. Remember all the peacock jokes? Yes, I remember too. (laughs) Remember. Yeah, I, I also remember who uh, was the main source of all those. <clears throat> um, yes, and uh, there was another one we did. Um, Couldn't resist. Shortly afterwards, we were. That was an interesting topic. This one we talked about um, the movies that came out in 2020 before COVID. Yeah, that was yeah. a fun one. That was a fun one. Um, one, one though that I do often um, turn back to. Um, for sentimental reasons, is the one where um, it's just me, Kiona, Josh, and Crystal. And, you know that. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was. That was good. Good yeah. fun. Yeah. <laughs> that I, was. The I one... remember like all the random asides too, like all the things about like Hellman's mayonnaise, and like the stuff about like ranch dressing. Like I don't know. Yeah. Like it was weird I, stuff. I don't remember that, but um, yeah, yeah, we <laughs> had we had some very we had some good amusing uh, side rants. Oh, those are the, those are the most fun parts of any podcast. My favorite podcast of all time is uh, Talker and History, and the best thing about that show is they'll talk about history and then start randomly talking about. Has anyone ever seen that show River Monsters? It's like that level of random. I, I don't know if anyone here listens to Trash Taste, but that they they advertise themselves as an anime podcast, but you you go through like their highlights. They they just talk about like literally anything, like everything and anything. Like mm-hmm. best, best example on that show was they're talking about like the Battle of the Bulge in World War II, and this leads to them talking about you know everyone likes to think that the French make nothing but like Jean you know uh, Jean Luc Godot movies, and they start talking about you ever seen Taxi? The American movie, well, that was actually a French franchise. They made seven taxis, including one where the taxi becomes a plane. The French know garbage just like we do. And then someone goes, oh, did you know what the biggest hit in Germany was? It was a movie called Dare Clown. Yeah, The Clown. <laughs> Nothing to do with World War II. It's just a 10-minute rant about European movies. Amazing podcast. Rants are great. Yeah, I, honestly, that, 
that 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 kind of nonsense is something I I want to try to bring back to to this network. Yeah, I I, I do kind of I do kind of miss the old. Uh, you gotta bring back the free for alls. Yeah, bring oh, back. Yeah. Like honestly, the funny thing is, all the comments are like, "I want more tangents." There's actually a couple episodes there, just nothing but just called like tangents part one because it was like so many tangents they had to cut it out the full episodes and just put it aside into its own thing. Or that like that one part where Hayden uh, talked about a movie with squeaky boobs in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we had so many fun little things like that. Yeah, that was crazy. That's good stuff. And who could forget the epic Ernest Klein rant? The Ernest Klein. Ah, uh, yeah. Oh my god. During the Thanksgiving one. Uh, are you talking about the one where like where it's like he's reading that Ready Player Two one? Yeah. Uh, the lost episode, I think. Okay. Oh, oh, oh yeah, yeah. That yeah. I, I forgot that was where he actually episode. read like <laughs> read Josh read passages from Ready Player One and Armada. And somehow went through the whole thing without vomiting. That felt like that reminded me of a famous moment from I think it was the, the roast of uh, Rob Reiner where a couple of the roasties just started reading out Roger Ebert reviews of North. <laughs> yeah, like, Roger, I hated this movie. Hated, 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 hated this movie. Hated it. Every stupid, stupid audience and salty moment of it. Yep, they read the whole thing to him. It's like Say, hey, Rob, here's some reviews of your movies. And just like all those, that. Good times. Oh, yeah. I don't know. I would enjoy that, I think, the most, honestly. Yeah. Oh, I mean, I think we have. My stuff. I, I think we have found our, our footing recently. Um, and I think that's all for the good. But mm-hmm. a part of me can't help but look back at those memories fondly. Oh, of course. What was funny was that when I made that the the free for all graphic, you know the the header image, mm-hmm. and I put Armada in there because I was just like it's such a part of like what you know like good fond memories you know, um, it's a part of our like, past in a way. And I, I showed kind, that to Josh, and he goes he goes what the hell is Armada doing in that? I kind of wish like there was a segment, um, like if we ever do like video sketches, like we should have one where Josh is like sitting um, near a fireplace in a bathrobe while classical <laughs> music is playing while he's reading Ernie Klein. We should, yeah, we should totally do it, yeah. Yeah, it's like Masterpiece Theater or something with the Ernie Klein. <laughs> oh my God. It would be that would be season, great. Season desist letters, I'm sure. Yeah. And the rest of us were trying to get have like an an intervention, <laughs> like Josh, watching you go through this. Please stop. It's been hell. It's been hell, Josh. We're do it for our sake. Stop. We love you too much to allow you to continue to do this. Any more reading is considered abuse. Yeah. There's I, I think- still writing stuff. I think so. You know, I remind me of the time a friend literally sent me a picture of this is what his website looks like, and I literally just muttered something, oh, fuck you. It's nothing but like, like NES controllers and like Mario pipelines. Oh, dear. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. That's like, that's like the time I, do, I had to do an English class. 
And like, here's pick one of these 30 essays from like this bank of essays to write a, a paper about. So I picked the one that was about gaming. And it was some real hippy dippy weirdo. I, f- I forget her, Jane McGarmagle, I think her name was. Oh, same. She was like a female version of Ernest Klein, except she like uh, wrote an essay about like gaming can change the world positively. Oh, I remember her. Yeah, 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 yeah. Something about gamification of. Yeah, gamification of life and how it can make us all better was the name of the essay. Yeah, that hasn't worked out. No, I mean, she's not. A terrible human being, just like it feels like something that Ernest Klein would write, just with a little more foresight. It feels a little but not, like it, but not too much more foresight. Yeah, yeah. Ernie, yeah, Klein's, I remember that. Ernie Klein's like the Freeberg and Seltzer of authors. I just realized. Yeah, that yeah. that's pretty accurate. Yeah, he's very well. I don't might go that far, but I'd say something along the line of some, maybe like. I don't know, Tommy Wiseau. It's like, I don't think he quite knows what he's actually writing. Exactly. Any implications the, of what he's writing. Exactly. Exactly the Tommy so, Wiseau. So, thing. so when he crosses the line, it, it's, it's bad, but it comes off almost like just, you know, a child who doesn't quite know what he said wrong, not like anything hateful. I mean, I just wonder, like, is his inner monologue as he goes through life, is he like, is he like, and I will one day throw this barrel as Donkey Kong once did at Jumpman? Maybe. I mean, I think that can be charming in its own way. Like one of my favorite uh, online reviewers, a guy named Tim Brayton, once said sarcastically, you know, when I'm bored, I sometimes click the pen three times and throw it at the wall like it's going to be the freaking pen grenade from like uh, GoldenEye. <laughs> and you know, that says everything you know about my 40-year-old existence. It's like, it is yeah. about Josh. Um, he actually did an editorial um, on how much better Spielberg's Ready Player One is than the book. And I actually proofread that. That is pretty amazing, that video. And I got to say, that is pretty amazing that, that he, he was able to find, like, something yeah. that the movie... Because the movie was panned, I think, about as equally as the book. Yeah, I think it like, has, like, a, what, a 70 to 80% Rotten Tomatoes? That's a mostly... Eh, it's all right. Yeah, like, like, mi- like mixed to positive. Yeah. yeah. I think most yeah, of I remember the that movie, it's, it's less terrible than the movie, than the book. Honestly, the whole thing that saved, really saved that movie for me was the shining scene. Which is not in the book. I know. Who the fuck it? Yeah. Jacob, you have anything else you want to add? I guess all I can say is that I've begun to like become better at noticing when other people have autistic traits. I guess. like I have a pretty good um, reading of how autistic people operate. Um mm-hmm. It depends, like, if their brain functions, like, if they say things, like, if their pattern of speaking matches mine, I think that's a good bet, actually, that they are on. Although it is called a spectrum for a reason. I, I know that. Mm-hmm. But but I, I just said I can, I'm pretty good at reading people, like, when they have traits. I'm like, mm, yeah, actually, that wouldn't make sense if they were autistic. Yeah, I, I wish I was more patient with people like that because I, I acknowledge them. Like, I know people have autism and they can't help it. But I'm like, there's a reason why I'm not a teacher in school. I'd be the worst teacher, I assure you. Everyone says I'm, I'm like good, good with children, but that's, think- that's honestly the last thing I ever want to do professionally. 
I think you still do better than Mike. Mm-hmm. I'd be the first one to go and put your hand down. It's a terrible question. I think I would be good with kids too, but I, that, that's again, I, I agree. That isn't something I, I would want to do for a living. Yeah. Like you like you have you have to love teaching in order to in order to put up with everything rowdiness. that comes with it. Yeah, yeah. rowdiness. Yeah. yeah and, not, and not just and not just that, but you also have to deal with like um the school board, parents, um like other other teachers. It this there's just a whole lot of baggage that comes with it yeah I, yeah like I have, I have a friend that's like a really really lovely nice guy like he's doing the actual edit the voice work for my new videos and it's like that guy became a teacher in a public school in texas and i think he lasted all of two months he has more patience than i ever will have also um i i would like to know um embracing my autism like i have it has helped me become a better advocate like i understand read other marginalized people better um like i can relate more like especially like a lot of um lgbtq plus people happen to be autistic um it's not a coincidence also that i'm bi i'm bisexual so yeah it, it, that lines up like a lot that happens pretty often and that that just makes sense to me actually like embracing my autism and my sexuality that is that's really helped a lot that's good. I'm glad to hear that. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't be such a hard topic of me because I have about 20 things. It's like, oh, it's hard. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. All right, Kiona, you're in the hot seat now. <laughs> okay, so, um, oh, my God, I don't even remember what I was talking about the last time I was on one of these. Um so I think for me, it's just been, it's just been a lot of like, you know, just, just mental hardships and stuff and like lack of sleep and just exhaustion <laughs> has been kind of my thing. Um, like, it's, it's just so hard to sleep. I don't know why that is. I think my brain is just going in a thousand different directions and, you know, thinking of solutions and thinking of things. Oh man, the same, um, way. same way, man. I, heck, I, I sent you all the, uh, the, the review thing. I think I'm like, three in the morning yesterday yeah and i mean i i sleep in like naps that's how i sleep so like i i get like two hours and then i'm back up and then i'm like okay i'm just gonna you know oh well there's there's a review i'm gonna just go ahead and take a look at it and post it and get it done you know just to have something done it makes me feel like i accomplished something even though sleep is not that but you yeah know, I, 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 I didn't accomplish sleep but i accomplished like posting something so that's good oh yeah um it's, it's, uh, yeah i can relate to that heavily yeah. And, uh, you know, so I guess you just use that in whatever way you can, but, you know, not entirely healthy, but, you know, whatever. Um, Trust me, I can, I can relate to that too. Sleep and I, we, we, we have a very love-hate relationship. Yeah. I've been taking NyQuil even too. I'm, I'm honestly, I'm, I'm drinking a monster just to stay away from this, which... <laughs> I, for some reason, I feel like I have to just, although I did order like a, a coffee substitute mud. 
Yeah, I, I I sometimes either do melatonin just to get through, or I just get yeah. like three in the morning. Go, I'm gonna take a spoonful of peanut butter yeah. and like a Mountain Dew and just see where that goes. So I'm gonna take like fattening <laughs> like energy drinks or something. Um, yeah, and uh, my motto is sleep is overrated. I think I've had it thrown back in my face about ten times on Discord. It's like a <laughs> plenty of time to sleep when i'm dead no but um i've said that too yeah uh anyway um you know it's just it's just one of those things but like apart from that i mean i feel like i i've been feeling a little bit more like reinvigorated in a way to to come back to the site and kind of get things done like you know just little things that that matter to me like for instance like changing the about page and like and just working on like everybody's nameplates and stuff like that. And just trying to get like, trying to, trying to make the site, you know, update it a little bit and make it look a little bit nicer. So, yeah, which, I mean. Which I definitely appreciate because trying, trying to run the website, like all by yourself is. It's rough. I know. Yeah. <laughs> you feel like you had to like grow like eight arms just to like manage everything. Exactly. Yeah. It's tough. Yeah. I'm glad that you're doing okay. Yeah. Yeah. So, you know, and that's really I'm, cool. And, and it helps. Like, I'm glad that I'm helpful with, like, editing the podcast and, like, proofreading, like, whenever you guys have, like, reviews for me to look at. Yeah. I'm, I'm always grateful to you guys for, for helping out. And, and um, you know. It takes a village, you know. Well, yeah, it really does. does. It really does. Um, yeah, I'm. I honestly, I editing it is a kind of pretty rewarding because, especially if I'm able to cut out a lot of dead space, you know, like it is like I do kind of like set goals for how much I can cut out. Um, like largely depends on like how long the video is. Um, like if it's short, like if it's a jukebox one. Like I aim for like five minutes um to c- cut out, but I'm not super because the cool thing about the, the jukebox one is that Mike and Nick, you guys, you talk at a pretty decent pace. You know, it's you know, there's not a whole lot of uh fat to trim out. And it is, but also at the same time, like as I'm editing, I also try to make the edits not so obvious because there are times when like it's very noticeable clipping sometimes like and i try as as best um to avoid that even and also Mm -hmm. keep in mind is um you also have to have a balance while editing the podcast because you also wanted to you want to sound professional but at the same time people do like podcasts for the improvisational nature of it um i like people not to think that you know, you come with the podcast basically with a script in hand. So it is something to keep note of is how much are you editing to make it professional and how much um, like can you tell that these are actual feel like these are actual people um, saying all these things. Yeah, that's a, that's a good balance to strike. Like be um, like there's a there's a spectrum between um you know, clean professional style versus like just pure authenticity. Like, yeah, like loosey goosey. Um, actually, I was just think 
like thank you for the free for all do you think it's possible we can do like another thanksgiving one yeah you know what yeah i'll th- i'll think about it that was fun that yeah. was fun um so yeah um editing's editing gives me something like to chew on like it gives me something to it helps get my mind off things too that's another good form of therapy that's good yeah i i gotta say like all this reminiscing it it reminds me of something that that not to toot my own horn but i am very proud of this do you guys remember the graphic for one of the free-for-alls that was like m night Shyamalan? Yeah, and um, it was like hot Shyamalan nights or something. Oh yeah, yeah, I know that one. Yeah, <laughs> that's great. And I don't know why, but that graphic to this day just cracks me up. Um, I remember that one fondly because that was the one where we talked about our favorite actors, and I listed mine as Christopher Lee. That was my favorite, oh, and yeah. I, was, I was mentioning um the songs that he does, like has a heavy metal um oh, artist. Nice. He sang one as. Charlemagne because he was actually descendant of Charlemagne and one of the songs he sang as a heavy metal artist was it was called um it, it's called um shedding the blood of the Saxon men and the first thing Josh said immediately was that sounds metal as fuck <laughs> <laughs> that's some love metal. it yeah that, that was a fun one too that was a good one Oh man, yeah, good times. <laughs> good times indeed. Oh yeah. So, Mike, what's been on your mind? What have you been going through? Um, boy, what hasn't been on my mind? Well, <laughs> um, loaded question. Loaded question. Seriously, twenty twenty two has been. It's been it's been a year. Um, it has. You know, I I kind of alluded to this on Twitter a while ago, but entertainment entertainment wise, it's been a great year. Movies have been have been great. Um music has been awesome. And if you if you're a constant listener of Renegade Animation, you know that like team like and an, animation in film and TV has been, you know, pretty stellar. Yeah. It's it's everything else that's you know, not so great. Um, and what re- what really kind of has defined the latter half of this year is um, in August, I was let go from my last uh, full-time job oh, that I was yeah. at for four and a half years. Oh. So that that's that's kind of one of the reasons why I've, had more time to be more hands-on with the website mm-hmm, uh, mm-hmm. and that's kind of the reason why eventually we will have our patreon fully launched because i want to make sure I, I i want to make sure i turn this into something that can last for a while into a full-time job exactly because this yeah. is yeah absolutely this this is this is my dream this is my passion um mm-hmm. and uh, um like like i i remember 
I remember exactly the day that I said like, oh yeah, I, I definitely want to make this thing. I was coming home from Greta Gerwig's remake of Little Women. Um, <laughs> I left I left the theater like fire, fired up, ready to go. And um, I messaged Kiona being like, yeah, we're doing this. Oh yeah. And then I remember that. And then yeah, the rest is pretty much history from there. I saw a little woman. I, I saw a little woman in the theater, actually. It was a crowded theater, and at the end of it, everyone clapped. That nice. was great. Wow. I can't remember last time I saw that happen. Have you have you seen Little Woman, Kiona? Uh I, I have it on my watch list, but I haven't seen it. Greta Gerwig. I'm actually I'm pretty excited for a Barbie movie. <laughs> Same. I'm like, excited for it, man. I totally want to see I it. Should be. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah. You were saying, Mike? Um, I I was saying that. Yeah. Ever ever since ever since August, it's it it, it it's been it it's been just a rough couple months. On on top of that, you know, August is when you you first started hearing all of the news surrounding, um. Warner Brothers and Discovery, all of their layoffs. Yeah. Um, HBO Max dumping like 80% of, well, maybe, maybe that number is a bit too high, but like, like a lot of um, movies and shows just got dumped from their service. Most of them were um, animated series. And, you know, that, that just kind of, that that just created a, a whirlpool of just like just the worst the worst kind of news that you that you'd want to hear especially especially when you're already kind of you know feel, feeling down you don't you don't really want anything else to like pile up and uh, you know and it's like maybe some people would sit there and go like, well, it's just entertainment. You know what I mean? It's like it, it ultimately, what does it mean in the grand scheme of things? But to us, it means something because yeah, that's our, it's our hobby. It's something that we love. And it's something where, you know, we want, we want to see animators and people who make these shows and movies and games and everything get their just due. And, and it's pretty, you know, it's, yeah. Yeah. It's pretty unfreaking precedented where you have a big budgeted movie, a superhero movie that was supposed to include Michael Keaton as Batman in it. And you decide, nah, you know, it's cheaper to like have this as a tax write off instead of like releasing it into theaters. Like, what the fuck? Like, that's that's a pretty unprecedented move. Like, how can you not be upset by that? Or I mean, this was supposed to be like a big milestone in representation as well. Yeah, and yeah. Every, everything, everything about that just—it's—it's it, it, just all disappointing. And yeah, I did, Very. I did see some reports out there where like insiders said, "Oh, this movie's not very good," so that's why it was canned. But yeah, uh, but then there were but there were conflicting reports that said like the opposite. But isn't that entirely subjective? I mean, let the audience yeah, decide. Like, Warner exactly. Brothers has released 
they released critically panned stuff before, like even if it wasn't very good. Like if if Morbius could come out, then so could that movie. Okay, I mean come <laughs> exactly. On. Yeah, don't worry, darling. That got some pretty bad. Like I didn't think it was that bad, but no, like it's not it, memorable because of the movie. Yeah, it's like yeah. I think it like. <sighs> Dude, I mean, it's like there. I I doubt it's anywhere near as bad as like I like fan four stick or something like that. No, not even close. Yeah. Um, and also, um, the the original plan for this for this episode was to record it the night before my thirtieth birthday. Um, but other That's things right. got. But other things got in the way. Um, but yeah, I'm 30. Um, that's that that is a milestone that I for the longest time never thought I'd reach. Uh, almost a third like, of a I, Yeah. I I I thought I thought for for the longest time that like e- either either 30 was the end or I I just wouldn't even reach that age, but you know, they, they, thanks to a very good therapist and, you know, people, people who, you know, like support me, have my back, um, are just, just generally good, good company. It's, it's honestly helped me keep going and my my mindset has changed pretty significantly. I'm I'm no longer I, I I'm no longer thinking that 30 is the end, but rather 30 is a new beginning, a new chapter. And that do, that doesn't mean my anxiety and depression has gone away at all. Like it's still it's still there. It's just now I have better tools to manage them. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm curious, Mike, when you turned 20, did you think that was the end? Um, I, I, I was thinking that at, at one point. Um, right. I, I don't know if I mentioned it on this podcast before, but um, the fall of, of 2012 was like one of, one of my first big um big rock bottom moments where um I I I just I I felt pretty not great. Um I I I never I never came up with like an actual plan um for suicide. I it it was always just sort of fleeting thoughts. Yeah. Um but I've been there. Yeah same. Um, but 2012 was like one of the first one of the first times that like I recognized like okay yes I I do have depression I you know I, I this needs to this needs to be dealt with so I I first started like looking into um, to therapy like pretty pretty much at the start of 2013 God damn. and um again it, it's it's because it's because of therapy that i'm 
in a better place now than I would have been. But yeah, there's there like like you said, Jacob. It every everyone everyone myself included is a work in progress. And again, yeah. that's that's kind of the point of of this podcast is that you know whatever whatever it is you're dealing with you you don't have to go through it alone right i i gotta tell you um i had to call a suicide hotline when i was in college hmm. yeah i remember i i was unemployed too um just a few years ago mike and i can test that is a motherfucker on your mental well-being it is it, it is, is. Like it was, it was after, um, it was after, um, an internship I had, um, expired and, um, and after that, you know, I just had, I assumed that I would be, that the job opportunities for other big, like for companies for like writing and advertising, I thought they would just come pouring in, but they just didn't. So I was just in a month, like for an entire month, I was just spinning my tires and and eventually i just had to go back to working retail i just had to swallow my pride and you know and i i do hope mike that you that this can actually be a full-time job of yours that you don't have to yeah so you don't have to go like working in retail or like working as a barista or whatever yeah retail is is what i'm actively trying to avoid yeah i i i um i acknowledge that i will need to pick up some sort of employment in the interim um so yeah when i'm not when i'm not busy prepping for like 50 million podcasts i am (laughs) i am doing whatever i can to secure some sort of uh some sort of paycheck yeah so I am trying to get a degree so fast I can get out of retail. Yeah. Man, I do not and I yeah, I've right. done I've done both of those, retail and barista. Not at the same time, thankfully. Ooh. Yeah. You're from, You'd have to clone yourself for that. I'd have to, yeah, yeah. But you know the the one good thing that uh, came out of those experiences was that I met some really awesome people. So I agree. I agree. But yeah, I mean it's and uh, yeah, both of you, Mike and Jacob. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm sorry that you guys went through that. Yeah, I'm sorry that you ever felt alone like that because I know how that feels. I know how it feels to be to to feel that way when you're in a room full of people and you still feel like you're just the odd person out or you're just alone or you're just isolated because nobody really understands you. Um, and, and I'll admit, sometimes it is a bit um, self-inflicting. Sometimes, yeah, it um, can be. Where like, even, even though you're with a bunch of your friends you still you still kind of like you 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 still you still kind of like feel alone or like you 
um, you know, this, this is just the introvert in me talking. Like mm -hmm. I, I, I will, I will purposely remove myself from the room to like, you know, recharge a bit. Yeah. Yeah. I know that feeling. Sometimes I'm the, at my words, I just want to just sit and sulk and just don't want to be around anything. And, yeah. and some, and sometimes, sometimes like people don't really understand um, that that is what I'm doing. Even, you know, e e even like, even large family gatherings, like um, for example, th Thanksgiving at the K household is chaotic to say the least. Cause like th this is, this is the holiday where like pretty much all of my family gets together um, or at least oh, like man. a good, a good chunk. Um, so at most we could have like, like 27 people sitting, um, sitting at like a long table plus, plus some extra seats at the counter. Oh, that, that, that's, that's how chaotic it can, it can get. I, lo I love it. Don't get me wrong, but it like, it's, it's a, it's a lot to, uh, to deal with. Yeah. Every time like I go to like my grandparents, um, it's a relatively smaller gathering, but it can get pretty noisy. So I always go down in the basement ever, every time I go there for like Thanksgiving or Christmas. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, I'm an introvert, even around my own family. Same. I'm I'm a little self conscious about that, honestly. Weird. I'm kind of both. I can I can just talk for hours and just dominate a conversation, and any part of me just kind of goes, ah, I just don't want to do anything. I just want to just sit and just do nothing all day. Yeah, I definitely have. I I definitely lean way more towards introversion, but like, but you know, because you're in situations sometimes, especially when when you are in in like a job situation then you can kind of like turn it off and turn on the extroversion. Like I've, I've told people that my, when I used to work at Starbucks and stuff, I've told people that I'm an introvert and they're like, really? Yeah. And I'm like, Oh hell yeah. Like, no, <laughs> you guys don't understand. <laughs> like I used to come home and just put myself in like a dark room and just have everything off and just be like still and by myself and, no screens on, no nothing, and just like catch my breath because I just couldn't stand it anymore. You know, you're yeah. like overstimulated. Yeah. yeah. And my gap like be alone my thoughts sometimes. Yeah. And my family yeah. gatherings, it was especially brutal when I was still in college and they would ask me questions about, you know, my how classes were going and stuff. And I just wanted to avoid discussing college whenever I could. Yeah. So it it was really brutal for me to have to answered all those questions um i'm not proud i would use i would answer those questions in a very curt way which i'm not proud of like i very curt you know very just i just really freaking hate it when anyone asked me about college when i wasn't in college yeah that, that that's that's kind of how i feel um when it, whenever i get asked about um about my about work i I would literally rather talk about anything else, but it it somehow always got always got brought up, um, especially over over like the last the last year, which is when 
which is when I just really started to hate the job. So on the one hand, when I was let go, part of me felt a bit of relief that I no longer had to put up with anything going on there. Mm-hmm. But but then but then the other part is like, oh, I just lost um I I, I just lost uh stability. Um, well I, I do I do want to end this on on a positive note. So I'll go around and ask what what is what is one thing that you're looking forward to for the remainder of the year? It can be it can be a movie. Um, a TV show, video game, or just something, something personal in your life. Um, Kiona, I'll start with you. What is something you're looking forward to? God of War Ragnarok. Rightfully so. Nice. Yeah. Um, and just being able to see like, you know, uh, Wakanda forever, Black Adam, when that comes out, you know, because still can't go to theaters yet, but, um, yeah, but yeah. Uh, so that'll be, That'll be good. That'll be good. Uh, Jacob, what about you? I'm looking forward to uh, when My Father's Dragon comes on Netflix. Oh, yeah. Uh, that's... Nora Toomey Nora in Cartoon Saloon's uh, latest movie. Yeah, that's um, pretty much like ne- it's next weekend. Same same weekend as um, Wakanda Forever. Yeah. I like to discuss that, actually. Um, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that later. Um, okay. Tyler, what about you? I'll be honest. I don't quite know. Cause my last big thing was definitely the, the Resident Evil 8 DLC. And that was the 28. I actually didn't have many more things <laughs> of like, Oh God, I break trick off the day for do that. But I don't, I don't know. Honestly, to be honest. Um, for me, aside from, aside from Wakanda forever, I would have to say, the Fablemans. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I I know I know that like this is a very personal story for Steven Spielberg. Um, I believe this is the first time he's like written um, a screenplay since AI. Yeah. Jeez. So and of, and of course it's co-written by Tony Kushner, who has pretty much written the scripts for all of Spielberg's best late era films like Munich, Lincoln, West Side Story. And yeah. and review reviews from um from Toronto Film Festival are 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 like already glowing. Yeah. So I just can't wait to see this for myself. Yeah. Oh, I can add something again now you mentioned films. Uh, uh Martin McDonough's new film. Uh, I, I'm looking forward to seeing that quite a bit. Banshees well, of yeah. Sharon. Yeah, I I love him as a director. I, I love that he's bringing back his uh, in Bruges cast and the setting of like 1920s Ireland. And, uh, all appeals to me. I I saw the trailer for that. That actually looks pretty good. Very very deadpan humor. Very dry. I'm I'm hoping that expands um, to my theater soon because I I loved in Bruges. In Bruges, it's it's probably one of the best like dark comedies from the 2000s. Um, I, I, I liked um, McDonough's other, other films, but in, in Bruges is like my favorite of his. Yeah, mine too. Yeah. That was, that was a fun movie. 
Um, but yeah, I believe that brings that brings this one to an end. Um, I mean, I, mean I, I could go on for a lot of topics, but I will you know, drag on that. That's, wouldn't want to talk to everyone else. No, this was this was a good one. I'm I'm glad I'm glad we got to uh, pull out a, another uh, another episode of uh, of this show. We have it's been it's been a while since we since we did one, but it has, yeah. Uh, so before we get out of here, Tyler, where can everyone find you online? Hopefully, Storytellers Guild, my YouTube channel. Hopefully, the video will be out sooner rather than later. Also, and, if the editor is listening to this, like, I'm not rushing it, I promise. And Jacob, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Facebook under Jacob Crable, K-R-E-H-B-I-E-L. I'm also part of the Renegade Pop Culture Facebook group. And Kiona? You can find me at Kiona Tang, that's K-E-O-N-A-T-A-N-G on Twitter. And uh, also, you can find us at Ren Pop Culture on Twitter. That's Ren Not Stimpy. <laughs> And you can find me on Twitter at CaptainK42. You can check out my quick thoughts on letterbox.com slash CodeK42. And like Fiona said, you can find us on Facebook and Twitter at RenPopCulture. We're also on YouTube, on Podchaser, on the Banana Meter. You can listen to all of our podcasts on Anchor, Spotify, Apple Podcasts, etc. And last but not least, everything can be found at RenegadePopCulture.com. You can escape, so do we. That'll do it for this installment of the Mental Health Checkup. We will catch you guys later. Peace out.